Hey, this is Travis T-Bone Turner. We're here at the Tour 12 Podcast. Don't give your guide a knife for a tip. He probably has a knife because he's a guide. <laughs> kind of here he comes. That's the kind of stuff. Here he comes. He's coming in hot. Hey, I'm Nick Munt from Bone Collector. You're listening to the Tour 12 Podcast. If you're one of these guys that carried horns around ATA, just leave them at home. Quit being an idiot. <laughs> so B does all of our modeling. He's the look good guy. I'm the Definitely, uh, I don't have a voice for radio. I'm the face for radio. I'm the ugly wild here, dude. You guys out there listening, you know, put your kids in front of this podcast. I mean, we're not going to get too crazy. You might want to put them to bed maybe a little bit later on, but <laughs> that's just that's just me talking. But we'll get to arguing over schedules or, or man, you know, something that we where disagree we're gonna on. Eat. Where are we going to eat? Where are we going to eat? Little things, yeah. But at the end of it, we hunt together because and hang together just because we truly truly enjoy each other's company well it is it is our job and we have a platform and by all means we're flying the flag as much as we can we, we need we want to preach it to the everybody it's not for the elite it's not for the rich it's it's enjoyment making for a living doing something you absolutely love what we call living your passion you might actually be closer than you realize it's actually what this whole podcast is built around living your passion in three areas business leadership and life i'm michael waddell and you're listening to the tour 12 podcast hello and what is up friends and family of the tour 12 podcast welcome to the show this week we've got a good one in store for you we're going to get back to a little bit of good old-fashioned entertainment today i hope you have a great work week in store i know i do i'm looking forward to this week i'm actually coming off of a crazy busy weekend had opportunity to speak here in arkansas had a great time doing that and, man, we were just rolling and chugging right along like the fun never ends. The fun never stops if you don't allow it to. And we ain't going to allow the fun to stop. That's one thing we don't ever do at Hunt F.E. Hill is the fun never ends. We always say if it ain't fun, we ain't doing it. So we're going to get to some of that fun here in just a moment. This is the Tour 12 Podcast. If you're a first-time listener, welcome to the show. We have been powered by Swagger Bipods all season long. The Bipod with moves. And we are the podcast that moves all over this great country. And we are about to take you down to Central Texas on the banks of the mighty and muddy Trinity River Bottoms. It is turkey season. I know a lot of you have been out turkey hunting. I hope you've had some good luck already. But I will say even in the midst of turkey season, I do miss deer hunting, miss deer season. And this conversation comes from the ranch at our last hunt of the season this year down at Hunt F.E. Hill. It's the way we close out our whitetail season every single year, and so we're going to jump back to some of that conversation right now. Without further ado, this is that conversation from Hunt F.E. Hill Ranch. What is up, John Hill? How's it going, Heath? Well, I'm going to tell you it's going really good. The reason is it's because we're at F.E. Hill with a uh, actually a big live audience. I mean, we have like six of us here. <laughs> Make some noise in the background. <laughs> Hey, we are back. This is like season two at F.E. Hill with Tour 12, right? That's right. That's right. I think we did, uh, was it episode three, maybe? You were like, you were on the get, like beginning stages. Groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. Ground, stuff. This is back yeah. when we were Podcast. testing to see if this thing was even legit or not. That's right. And, and, and that's one thing that you always remember what we do here at Hunt F.E. Hill, F.E. Hill Outfitters, is uh, we just try to do what we can do when we can do it. And we usually do it to the best of our abilities when we are able to do it. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do it. Hey, my co-host B Hunt made it to this podcast. Finally. 
Great. He's on about one every ten. He's yeah, co-host. Though. No kidding. Been a co-host the whole time, but yeah. I'm only on about every other ten. He shows one. up every because we were hunting this trip. That's right. And you weren't going to miss this one. No way, Jose. And then we also got Clay in the house. Clay? Yeah, I'm here representing the non-hunter club. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we would make this a really interesting podcast, so we, we brought Clay in. And I got a little rodeo, rodeo background myself, Clay. Oh, oh my God. Oh, boy. Here we, Here, go. We go. Here we go. You look like a bronc rider. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> Actually, um, maybe the, the clown on the barrel. I'm the cat. <laughs> that's the closest thing I'm to is the clown. That's we we hack on B. He's a barrel racer. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> See, I Turn know that. Burn, I know B. that Turn much. Yeah, I know, know that much. Hey, y'all, kidding aside, we are here at Fe Hill, season two or two. Now we've been coming for a while now, probably. Five years or so. Yeah, but it's a season two of the podcast. Well, the podcast yeah. is season yeah, two. Yeah, I've been here. The, this be, well, the father-son hunt. This is going to be five well, yeah. years. Five years. Five years, yeah. I think yeah, so. for sure. Five years, but multiple multiple trips. In yeah, multiple trips. Yeah, years. three years ago it started. We were like, we ain't, we ain't one trip ain't enough. So That's right. Now we're, except those trips are really expensive. Mm-hmm. I don't well, like those trips. Well, like, you know, loves those trees. He's like, that is going to be expensive, Heath. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what they... Thanks, pal. Well, you know what they always say, the more you pay for it, the more you like it. I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> How about the now, studio... Now, if I was doing the shooting, maybe, but yeah. it's my kid doing yeah. the shooting. <laughs> How about the studio audience? We got the whole guy crew in here. Go go right. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Take us around the room, John. Go ahead. All right. Um, well, y'all all know, you know, you guys have been out there listening, so y'all know Brandon and Heath are here. We got Justin Manahan here. We got my son Hayden that was on the uh, oh, yeah. father-son trip, the father-son yeah. hunt last yeah. year. Turn your phones off. Turn, whose phone's <laughs> ringing? Yeah. Damn it, Damn Scott. Scotty. Are you good, dog? Oh, hey, my goodness. Speaking of I Scotty, didn't, I didn't complain. One yeah, the Scotty. Yeah, Scotty. Scotty McCauley, good good friend of ours. It's uh, he came on full time this year to help us with the cooking detail around here, and he does one heck of a good job for us. And uh, keeps all the hunters fed here, keeps us ready to go, keeps us fueled up while we're out doing our thing. And uh, I tell you what, I, I do want to brag on Scott just a little bit. Okay, and we got Danny. <laughs> There's a lot of hacking goes on around here. And we got and we got our other guy here, Danny Flandry. No, seriously, uh, Scott Scott McCauley came here. He hunted here about three years ago. I thought something happened to the board. <laughs> Did you we thought, lose him? Oh, uh, we lost power. We lost power. Yeah. That was communist. <laughs> anyway, no, I do want to brag on Scott McCauley real quick just to give him just a little bit of just – the best I can tell him. And we do have Danny Flanger here with us. Uh, another one of the guides here on F.E. Hill Ranch. No, seriously, uh, we give – the only reason I'm doing this right now, guys, is because uh, Scott, he is the uh, he, he is the cook, first of all, good friend of ours. But uh, he, he's been cooking here this year full-time for us. He is a uh, magician. He's a, he's a storyteller. And a comedian. I, I cannot tell y'all guys how many times that – we have had clients walk away from here. And, uh, and you know, I, I'm honestly, I'm getting to the point, you know, I don't like to say clients because once you come here, you're friends. You, you're friends yeah. and, and then the more times you come here, you become family. Yeah. I call it you extended know? family. Yeah, for sure. It really yeah, is. That's right. That's right. He, that's a, that's the best way to put it is it, is it, it is extended family. But, uh, Scott has done one heck of a job. He doesn't just cook. He keeps, 
all of the feeders filled for us. He keeps all our road feeders filled for us. Yep. When we get ready to go out in the mornings, he gets up, he gets the coffee going, he goes outside, he cranks the trucks when it's cold. I mean, it's just like a good father would do for you. And you know what? I have <laughs> I have learned a lot from Scott. And even though he's from North Central Florida, we, we have not held that against him. And uh, he's got some weird ways that he talks. But, uh, you know, easy, sometimes we easy. go. We kind of speak somewhat the same language. So No, B, you just country. Scott, he's North, he's North Central Florida. Yeah, he's, he's going to go up the road and go get his boat. And he's going to go up there and uh, see if he can see a dude. <laughs> so anyway yeah we gotta throw it at you scott we love you you know you know we love you every time you talk all that noise to us because you know we need it and the first thing you tell us is you love us we know we know you love us you wouldn't be here putting up with all of the just literal b crap that goes on around here <laughs> sorry i had to catch True. myself i was afraid Heath was going to hit me with that gong <laughs> with that gong button oh, oh. yeah yeah, he did it oh, anyway. I'm on standby, baby. Yeah. No, but anyway, guys, uh, thank you all for listening to the podcast here. Uh, Brandon and Heath, these guys do a great job. Hey, we had the uh, double booking. Yeah, we can talk about that for a second. Oh, that was the last time you yeah. called in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah, they went ahead and put me on the spot. I called in on that deal because, you know, I didn't know that they had all this really cool technology. We didn't either. Could, could Bluetooth. We but, actually uh, didn't know we had that technology. We didn't. That was the you first. You called and Cody goes, "Hey, I can wire him in." And we were like, "Really? Wow!" And That's, so you were actually that the, may first be the first ever first time he's ever been wired in <laughs> to anything. <laughs> now wired up, maybe, <laughs> but wired in for sure. <laughs> um, hey, but we yeah, got- yeah. Real quick, I'll say I'll say this here in a minute. We're going to call Jason Jeter. Yep, that's what I was going to say. He is uh, he's a non-resident guide here. Jason Jeter is. He, he is our nighttime thermal guy, and uh, I don't know if you guys follow him. It's just easy deal on Instagram, Jason D. Jeter. All of, I will say 100% of the hog kills that he posts on Instagram is off the FE. It's up here on the hill, and uh, we're going to call him in here in a little bit and let him discuss a few things uh, about the long-range shooting Yeah, because that guy is the guru of it. He, honestly, he taught me – Almost everything I know, I would say 99% of everything I know about long-range shooting. And uh, we'll call him here in a little bit and let him drop a little bit of knowledge on us about long-range shooting. Speaking of knowledge, you got some knowledge we need to hear about. Because you got bit by, what was it called, tick aids or something? Uh, (laughs) Well... Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, Did I say that wrong? <laughs> Y'all all looked at me like yeah. I said that wrong. I'm just trying to provide a little humor for the show. Until yeah. Clay gets warmed up here, he's yeah. still trying to get warmed up. I'm yeah. just trying to fill in the gaps here in between. All kidding aside, you did get bit by a tick. Uh, yes, I did. Has that been a year ago now? Yeah, almost a year ago, and uh, I got bit by the tick. It's called the Lone Star Tick, and uh, what it did is it rewired my stomach. And the, the Lone Star Tick, and not, you know, I don't want to scare everybody out there. I just want to make sure everybody knows it, understands it, because it can happen. I yep. mean, everybody knows about Lyme disease. Everybody knows about Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. There's some other tick-borne diseases out there that are causing some people some trouble. And what happened with me was the Lone Star. And uh, I was, we, we were coming out of season last year, and uh, no doubt, March 1st, I wake up. I find a tick on me. I, I'm a rancher. 
I'm a cowboy. I do whatever we do here on the ranch every day. I've had ticks on me every time that I have been on this ranch. I have had ticks on me when we ranched in Colorado. Well, guess what? This one got me. Big time. <laughs> it got me big time. And uh, I'd never heard of it. Never never even thought about it. I found the tick on me on March 1st last year. Protocol for me, tweezers, grab it, <laughs> squeeze it, twist it, pull it out, make sure the head comes out, throw right. it in the toilet, mm-hmm. throw it in trash, whatever. All right, well, about 10 days later, I got really sick after I ate some beef enchiladas. And I was like, well, that's awful quick to, like, maybe get food poisoning. Food poisoning. And so I'm like, I mean, seriously, it was like within 30 to 45 minutes. Like throwing up sick? Yeah, throwing up. I mean, everything that comes along with, like, you know, uh, like a stomach virus or uh, food poisoning. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm telling you, man, it was serious, serious business. And I was hurting pretty bad. And it lasted for about four hours. And then it was over. And I was actually, I was going out to Nashville the next day, drove out about, Oh, uh, we got close to Memphis, pulled over, and I got a Subway sandwich that had red meat in it. Keyword, red meat. Within 30 minutes, was sick again. Well, I drank water the whole way out there, ate crackers. You know how you just have snacks mm-hmm. while you're on the road, like a road trip. Well, I tell you what, man, it was all I could do to get – I was staying with Adam Sanders, a good friend of ours, hunts out here, you know, country music, you know, singer-songwriter. Yeah. And uh, I got to his house, and I mean, I was just—I thought I was thought—I thought seriously, I was done. I'm like, what is this? Okay, next day, just same. I, and I'm not going to go just keep getting repetitive with this, but I, I consumed mammalian meat. So what the Lone Star Tick does to you, like I said a while ago, it rewires your stomach. It releases a carbohydrate into your system when it when that. Uh, carbohydrate gets into your stomach lining. There's a sugar in red meat, basically mammalian meat. Mm-hmm. What it does is it attacks your body. It's, I mean, it's an autoimmune deal. Well, as soon as my stomach like ingests that sugar in red meat, my body attacks it. And you know, for all you girls out there that have children, I don't know how cool that. This will be for me to say, but the allergist that finally diagnosed this with me, she told me straight across the board, she said, this is the closest that you will ever feel Mm. to childbirth. Six to eight hours, unbelievable cramps, just nausea, diarrhea, vomiting. And I mean, I had it. I weighed about 235 when I first got the tick. And the problem was, is I didn't know what it was. Yeah. And so I went from 235 to about 205 in about two months. Mm. I started losing muscle mass. And I mean, I didn't have a doctor that could diagnose what I had. And so I knew I had a problem. Mm -hmm. Like we got a problem here. Well, finally I I went through a ton of testing. Just, you know, I don't know. You guys may have seen the stuff that I posted out there, but seriously, I went through a lot Mm -hmm. of testing. Well, I had an allergist in Waco, Texas. And I said, have you ever tested anybody for alpha gal? Because I don't have anybody here in where I go to my doctor. They're not, they're saying I don't have it. Well, guess what? <laughs> I had you it. got it. Mm. And uh, she called me back. Uh, I went to Spain on a hunting trip, not knowing what I had. I just, I knew that red meat was setting it off. Pork, you know, beef, venison. It was, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. It set it off. So I get back. Three days after I get back, get tested. I got it. 
she calls me up and she goes, John, you got it. Like your the your white blood cell count is so high right now because it's trying to fight it off your body that uh, you need to be very very careful, mm. very careful. And I said, well, what are we gonna do? She goes, where do you trade your pharmacy? Let's you know. I was like, I don't mean to insult your intelligence, but I they've given me everything, anti nausea, everything. And she goes, no. You're going to have two EpiPens waiting on you in 10 minutes. Wow. Mm. That's when it became real. And I was just like, wow. Mm. So it changed. It did. It did change my, my diet. It changed my life. Everywhere I go. That's what I was going to say, because you come from a cattle background. And it, oh, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah, man. Being at the um, ranch and hunting. And, you and, and seriously, and, and I've, come, I've come to accept it, of course, because that's, that's my only option right now. Yeah. And uh, the irony of uh, the two major businesses that I'm in. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, cattle ranching, meat, <laughs> and the hunting industry. Red yeah. meat production. I can't eat it. Wow. I can't eat it anymore. So uh, be aware of it. Sure. That's that's why yeah. I wanted you to mention it just for for listeners because we're all in the outdoor industry at some level. We all hunt. Well, almost all of us. Oh yeah. Clay don't, but <laughs> but I'm just I'm just yeah I'm going. But hunt. you're around yeah, ticks I'm, though, you know. And yeah, if, I'm, I'm just ready to use the epipen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Getting around the juggler. <laughs> and one and one thing one, one one thing that y'all need to understand is yeah that we we do have very small percentages of moments that we are very serious but we do always go back to the mantra at Effie Hill if it ain't fun we ain't doing it yeah and you know what I think Clay and all my guys are ready they did they want to see me maybe you know, have a little bit of anaphylactic shock. So they, cause you, you know, you're, you're supposed to put an EpiPen in the side of your leg, Yeah. but they all want to stick me in the neck. With yeah. It. He says, cause I mean, they, they saw that like in a movie or something. Well, that'd be a hell of you a fight. Who's going to get to pull the trigger on that. <laughs> Am I, I've, not, I've, I've stuck myself with an EpiPen. Am I the only one? I never yeah, have. I have never either. Yeah. I don't even know how it works. I'm just going to hit him. But you just, <laughs> it's pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, if it flies, but it seriously, if it flies or swims, and well, and I'll and I'll go back. This was pretty funny. I was I was having this conversation with a friend of mine here in Fairfield, Texas, and they were like, "No, look, man, I I knew I I know you got that deal with that tick. What I mean, what can you eat?" I said, "Man, if it flies or swims, I can eat it." He said, "Well, I've seen a cow swim a pond," <laughs> <laughs> and I went. Well, that's not exactly what we're talking about here, but yes. Wow. So, yeah, and I was—I mean, as a rancher, yeah, I'm not a very—I'm not a very big fan of chicken at all. Yeah. But chicken and turkey. Yeah, you make, you make a hell of a turkey burger. I tell you what, I've learned—I've learned how to—and well, and give me a big portobello mushroom, I make it taste just like a ribeye. Oh yeah. I know it's not, but I trick myself. Yeah. Is—is is there anything <laughs> yeah. you can? I mean. Is it one of them deals if you're bit, you're bit? Or is well, there anything you can catch it sooner? There it's it's relatively new. And uh hey, and you know what? There 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 is a woman in the industry that has been bitten by a tick. Brenda really? Valentine. Really? Yes. Brenda Valentine has Alpha Gal also. And we've exchanged a few uh recipes. And uh she asked me when she found out I had it, she goes, John, are you a turkey hunter? You got turkeys on your ranch? And I said, I said, you know what? Even ranching in Colorado for twenty something years, I never never did harvest a turkey. She said, You'll hunt turkey every time turkey season's <laughs> open with now, boy. <laughs> and so I've already got two uh, we were talking about Scott McCauley, you know, from yeah. Flo- you know, from Florida there. He uh he's right there on the line where you can get the Osceola and the Eastern. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So I've already got 
I'm probably going to go ahead and try to get the North American Slam in about three weeks this year. I've already got them lined up. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to hunt those two with uh, Scott. And then I'm going to go out to, you know, Neil Carrico. Oh, yeah. yeah. uh, He guides out there in Colorado, out in the west. And uh, we're going to get the Merriam out there. And then we'll drop down in here and get the get the Rio. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm gonna try to get all four of them this year. Oh yeah, and probably as many as of them you know that I can take legally. Yeah, because there's not very many animals that I can actually harvest anymore. You mm-hmm. know, in the hunting industry that I can actually eat. So right. I do a lot of donating now. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, whatever I harvest now in the hunting industry, you know, personally I donate. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll never forget yeah. when, when he went and took his test in Waco and he called me and said, they got the results. I got it. And he was all like, I guess I'm going to do a bunch of turkey hunting and all this stuff. And I'm like, I ain't worried about your hunting. Can I get it? Is it contagious? Like, I'm staying at your house. Like, you need to tell me right now what's going on here. That's funny. Clay, give us, give us your, your first-time listener and a first-time talker on Tour 12, yes. obviously. And uh, give us a little of your background. You- uh, my gra- background is I've lived here in Fairfield and uh, raised and worked here on this ranch and always helped John and been with John and been with his hunters and Love the outdoors and do a lot of work out here and uh, just enjoy being around the hunting industry. and Yeah. And, take, and you did a little rodeoing too? Yeah, me and John rodeoed. We grew up right out of college and rodeoed a bunch. And uh, when he got through rodeoing, he got into the hunting, hunting industry and I kept rodeoing. And uh, we've always been friends and did cattle work together. And so I still just hang around on the cattle work side and yeah. play at deer camp. That's awesome. And if, hey, and if we need a guy in a snap, he'll be here. Oh, yeah. I mean, He's he not real sure I what mean, he's I, shooting, but he'll be here. Yeah, I, I tell him every day, that's, that's a doe. A I know for sure that's, that's a, a doe. freaking doe. I know. You know, my you dad. You might not this time of yeah, year, though. I mean, my dad told me it was a slick head a long time ago. Just. <laughs> hey, 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 he knows the lingo. He, he knows the lingo. Does. He knows lingo. Yeah, now I've been around with them, and I can say all the little stuff. What's the dope? What's the win? <laughs> you know all that <laughs> crap. Oh, I'm I like, think we just went to long range shooting. We yeah, did just, just go to like, long range. Pull the trigger. I tell you if you missed him or not. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I always say the further they are, aim higher. Is what I say. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Speaking of long range, we got to do a little sighting in today. Didn't yeah, we, I know, and I feel a little bit gypped about that this afternoon. How come? Because. I mean, like, I'm a bow guy. I'm a bow guy. I mean, everybody knows that. What's long everybody range? here knows yeah. that. What's yeah. long range for a bow? Because I'm, I'm not in the bow hunting deal. I was shooting at 75 today. Whoo, that's like shooting at 500, especially yeah. at the crosswind we had. And speaking of crosswind, we're trying to sight Heath's gun <laughs> in today. <laughs> no, but, made, but, you, but why uh, are we trying to sight it in? You, you made sure you said we're it was We're trying Heath's to sight it in because we didn't have any bullets. So we had one bullet when we came back. Let's down think here. about this for a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, let's think about we, this. Now, time out. We <laughs> yeah, let, didn't let, have one bullet. Let's Heath think, had one bullet. Let's think about you this. You had a lot of arrows, huh? I got plenty of arrows. <laughs> you, go ahead. You showed up. Exactly. I was fixing to go there. Go ahead. You can, you can host hunt, it for you me. You, you showed up. At the hill. We've been here 12, we've been doing this 12 years, and we showed up with. You showed up here at the hill with one bullet. But somebody made a good point earlier. Okay. I knew where I was coming. Uh-huh. And I knew Hill or Clinton or somebody had a bullet or So two. Clinton 
bailed us Clinton out. Clinton bailed us out. We owe him a couple hundred bucks probably box, right now. He's got a big box of bullets, <laughs> thank goodness. Clinton, I have not squeezed the trigger yet, by the way. If I was sighting it in, we'd have been done. So too. we redial at 100 <laughs> in four shots. And, and well, Four and shots. And, and, I'm in the hey, little and, orange dot. And first of all, a little shout out to the new Nikon stuff y'all yeah. you know, y'all have out. Yeah. yeah. That app worked awesome it today. Did. It did work awesome. It worked awesome today. So we were, we, go ahead. But we were re-sighting in because we had a, a total different grain bullet. Totally different bullet. That's why yeah. we were re-sighting in. But we were, yeah. we oh, were and, zeroed and at suppressed. 100. And suppressed. Yeah, and suppressed. Yeah. We were zeroed at 100 in four shots. True. Yeah. And then we started figuring dope. Mm-hmm. And we shot to 300. Yeah. And we were dialed. Yeah, dialed in. And then we go to five. Yep. And, and we can't hit the freaking steel. Well, we have. And a my long range guys didn't tell us. Failed to inform <laughs> the man hunter. about about wind drift. Well, about, I'll, I'll, and then Dan Tanner Dan, walks Dan, up and he goes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll have to die, you'll have to aim to the left edge of that thing with that wind like that. Yeah, well, Ping. well, you know, and I and well, and I take my wind meter out just to step around yeah. from the range. And after Danny said that. And I was thinking, well, you know what? The way the wind was blowing, I was figuring, just honestly, when the wind is blowing with your shot, only thing it's going to do is going to push it down a little more. Okay? Now, you have muzzle lift. You have a little bit of muzzle whip is, you know, what we call it. Well, a wind behind you pushes it down a little bit more. Well, I look out there. Good thing Dan Tana shows up because he goes... <laughs> Boys, it's blowing about 12 to 15 out there. You're going to have to put it on the edges. And I went, man, that's a good thing. We're out here trying to shoot a 180. Oh, he, he, didn't, uh, he didn't give you the famous Danny Lyons stupid? Here I am. He did. I can, I can hit. Yeah, I he, hit. He, he said, I tell you, I tell you, stupid. <laughs> I'm busting everything at 300. The 300 wrong. And it's going to shoot. Uh, Side of the target at 500 yards, that far with the wind blowing like it was. Yeah. Yeah. So the 300 wind mag is going to do less than that. So I was just kind of give you an uh, equivalence to that. Well, it worked. <laughs> well, and it was something. It did work. And it honestly, it was something that we had kind of forgotten about. But like when we, you know, y'all know what camp's like. So we get out there and I'm running the wind meter, and I went, huh, it's three. And then 16 seconds later, it's 14. All right? So I go, you know what? Dan Tanner's right. And I, and I, guarantee, I guarantee you, hey, as, as we've gotten into the long-range shooting here in this segment of the podcast <laughs> – it's let's, a good let's, time. Let's call Jeter. Let's call the king of long range. Yeah, because Mr. I'm Jeter. A, I'm gonna tell you what that that boy knows. He knows a ton of stuff about this. Now, well, now we're going we're going to dial him in here. I'm just saying. I thought I was sucking, and it wasn't me. Oh, is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh yeah. It's all about the dope you get. All about the information. Exactly. You get. Yeah. Yeah. You got to stay on top of. That's it. That's where these sure. guys out here are so important. Hey Jeter. Yes, sir. Hey, what are you doing, buddy? I'm just uh, around the house here. What do you guys do? Well, we're we're sitting here with the the Church Twelve podcast, which you know is the Strut and Buck Boys, Brandon Hunt and uh, Jay Heathgram. <laughs> we we were just talking about we were working on uh, the uh, a 300 wind mag today, and uh, we were having some problems with it. 
you know, and you know me, I don't, I don't know, uh, I don't understand a whole lot about milliradiums and because I, you know, because you know, basically, you and I and none of the guys around here, we run those kind of scopes, so we were having problems with it and whatever, and then we were just discussing how Danny shows up and he goes, "Boys, the wind's left or right out there at 15 miles an hour." So let's talk just a little bit about how we we were protected from the wind at 100, 200, 300. And then we reached out because, you know, you're familiar with where the 500 target is up on, you know, the edge of the hill. Yeah. So, you know what the wind will do. You know what it what it does when you're firing out that way. So talk to us. Talk to us just a little bit about, you know, give us give us some knowledge. We don't we don't really have specific questions. Just you start talking and then we'll ask questions about it. And uh, give us just a little bit of knowledge about what, you know, how long you've been long range shooting. And, and, you know, basically you're you're kind of. Uh, Give us some background. I, I, yeah, yeah. I won't even. I won't even say kind of, but you know, you're you're our go-to guy if we're running into problems because you've you've been running this this deal for a long time. So uh, start out with just a little bit, you know, a little bit of background. Give us just a little bit of you know your hunting experiences and uh, how you got into long range shooting. Well, I've been I've been hunting my whole life and uh, been been fortunate enough to go to quite a few different countries hunting and and uh, things like that. I've always been fascinated with precision rifles and, and accuracy, and that kind of parlayed into long-range shooting. started hunting up in the panhandle of Texas where you had these large, wide-open spaces, uh, cap rocks, and an unlimited amount of targets. All you had to do is range one and pull the trigger, and if you hit a rock, you'd be able to see the dust fly. So I started playing with that and, and started stretching things out, and, of course, that uh, – increased my desire to learn more about long range shooting and ballistics and how to make hits at, at distance and and really what it boils down to is once you know the principles is just practice 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 right right for you know I, that that's what i say you know I, i've had some you know and you've been here as well and i've been here too here on, on the hill and you know we have clients come in and they talk to us a lot about man man we want a long range shoot we want to do all that and you know i, I talk to them i compare it somewhat to golf you know if you want to get good at golf you got to get you got to get the muscle memory in but uh like to me the muscle memory is like your your breathing techniques you know learning how to control your breathing and 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 do all that and you know we can shoot the steals and and we have a lot of fun doing that but what you know talk to us a little bit about like what do you what do you go through from shooting at steals and then taking that over to a live animal well, the thing that you run into is, is um, you know, when, you, when you're shooting at steels, you don't have any time limitations. Your target's not moving. So you, um, you take that, uh, you, your, your long-range practice that you've done at, say, 1,200 yards or 800 yards or 400 yards, you learn how to assess the wind slightly without using a range, uh, without using like a Kestrel wind meter or something like that, where you can see the mirage, or you look at the way trees are blowing in the distance close to your target. And then you can compare it to your Kestrel while you're shooting at those, shooting at those uh, stationary targets. And that gives you some knowledge base when you're in a, a pinch situation where you have to hurry or you don't have a whole lot of time to learn to read the wind on your own because you've made those comparisons while you had time in practice. The main thing with long range shooting is, is, um, you just, 
when you take it over to a game animal, you just run out of time. You know, they're not going to stand there forever unless you're in a fortunate situation. And um, learning to do a little bit of ballistics in your head and knowing your rifle and your cartridge and the drops that it has at certain distances can is something that you learn on the practice field, shooting at seals and stationary targets. And then whenever you get into a situation with an animal where you have time constraints, you can you can apply that without having to go through your ballistic computer and things of that nature. Yeah, very very well said. Very how well much, said. How much time, Jason? <clears throat> excuse me. I mean, as an archer, I know how much time I spend on a range shooting and, and different arrow and broadhead combinations and things like that. How much time... You know, would a long range guy like yourself? How much time do you spend on the range on a weekly basis or monthly basis or however you you whatever you measure it by? You know, I, I, it it kind of varies. You know, during during deer season when I'm up in the Panhandle in that area up there where the unlimited target opportunities. You know, I'll, I'll shoot every day when I'm up there hunting. Mm-hmm. When I get back here, you know, just shooting it at a hundred yards and 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 working up loads is something that I'm kind of passionate about. So I do quite a bit of shooting in the springtime after deer season, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a rifle didn't perform the way it, I wanted it to. So I go back through and kind of tweak the load and, and try and get a little more accuracy out of it. So I spend quite a bit of time shooting that way, but as you're well aware, you know, shooting a lot of bows and everything, um, shooting is a, is a, a skill set that degrades if you don't use it. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, it's not like riding a bicycle, you know. It, it takes it takes constant practice, even with a rifle. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, you never practice enough, but practice as much as you can. Yeah, yeah. that leads me into you. Kind of probably halfway answered that question, Jason. This is Heath. What what do you tell a what do you tell a new guy or girl that is? I, w- I was listening the other day that long range shooting is one of the fastest growing sports in the country right now in the last couple of years. What do you tell somebody who's who's interested in getting into it for the very first time? Where where does a guy start to get to get involved in long range shooting? Any tips? You know, even if you have a rifle already, the place that I would start is get online and go to some reliable sources, longrangeshooting.com, uh, bench rest site, um, the uh, precision rifle shooting sites that have that have uh, forums and articles. And just read as much as you can. You know, don't take anything as gospel. But when you read enough different things, you'll see a pattern of people that know what they're talking about mm-hmm. and and learn from 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 the base down. And then take your rifle, whatever you have. You don't have to have the best rifle to start out with. And just start taking baby steps. You know, take your rifle and, and learn the basics at 100 and know what you're looking for at 300 and move it out a little bit. And then move it out a little bit. And once you once you get to a certain level, five hundred used to be your two fifty, yeah. and then five hundred is now your eight hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you just kind of take it slow and step it out. Uh, hopefully, you, you know, uh, it, it's hard to find places where you can shoot long range. You know, and that's kind of the restricting factor is most guys don't get to practice a lot with long range, but if you do have that opportunity, take it slow, start stepping it out, and read as much as you can. You can never read too much. Yeah. How long have you been shooting long range yourself? Um, I've probably been at least uh, probably close to 20 years now. Oh, wow. Wow. 
about you, John? <laughs> uh, last week. <laughs> no, that was me. That was us. Uh, no, I tell you what, and not you know, and and I've known Jason for a long time, and uh, we, you know, when Jason and I first met back in uh, 2000 in Fort Worth, Texas, you know, I got to I got to talking to him a little bit about it, and he he kept telling me, you know, hey, he'll I know you like to hunt, and have you ever thought about long range shooting? Okay, like you said a while ago, Heath, this is one of the fastest growing areas of the industry that we're all in right now. Yeah. Like everybody wants to shoot out there long range. Well, like he said, 20 years, and I mean, we're talking about 2019. I met this man in 2000. Been doing it a while. He's been doing it a little while. Yeah. And I mean, if I got a problem, if I got a question, if I got any kind of like some little small thing, I can always call him. Hey, this is what I'm looking at. Man, lines it out like yeah. that. Lines it out like in a snap. Yeah. So it's just like I, I love it. And I well, and I and I love every bit. Like B, you know the way you love to bow hunt. Mm-hmm. My bow hunting fix, and I tell this to a lot of people, like a lot of people that come in and out of here that are bow hunters. They're like, John, you've been hunting all your life. Why aren't you a bow hunter? Well, once I figured out like I love long range shooting. Yep. That became my bow fix. Absolutely. For all you know, for all you bow hunters out there, you know I respect it and I understand you guys love it. But like for me, my bow, you know, right. my bow hunting fix or bow shooting anything is long range. I shooting. totally get that because it's it it is a discipline. I mean, to shoot at those distances, especially mm-hmm. on animals, is a huge discipline to be able to do that. And it's the same thing as archery hunting. I mean. Yeah, it I is. could I could see it myself is. if I had more time and money, I could definitely fall. And you know the into the, the long range deal the just long, as easy as I have the archery deal. Yeah, the long range deal is is because it's the number one question that everybody asks you when you've harvested an animal. Exactly. How far, how far, was, far it? was it? That's how right, far was, yeah. was and, he and, running and, away from? And you? here comes our non-hunter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. non-hunter. Yeah. I mean, every time yeah. somebody ki- kills a good buck. That's first, hey, but, hey, that's first, a great point. First that's question I asked, well, how far was he? Yeah. Well, I, hell, I could have hit that, you know. Yeah. Tell and, me, mm-hmm. tell and me with that our, And with our background, we come from, the second question is, was it a bow or a gun? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Then you get into the macho thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. and you, and we can, we can take this right back to the podcast that y'all did at ATA. Yeah. You know, with the Bone Collector guys. Yeah. You know, and and, and I told y'all yesterday when I got here cuz I was listening to that when I, you know, I drove up. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Waddell and his crew, man, they hit it spot on. Yeah. They hit it spot on. It doesn't matter it what does you're shooting. It does not matter. It's all about the It fun. doesn't matter what you're shooting. I mean, I guarantee you, you know, I, I will be honest with you. Straight across the board, we've always been worried about the bow hunt out here, and y'all know how much fun mm-hmm. we've we've just oh, yeah. poked at y'all about the bow but hunt. But that's fun. But I tell you what, I won't say any names. <laughs> <laughs> but we here lost. We go. But we lost two one fifties this year, mm. and they were both guns. Yep. Yeah, both guns, both of them. Yep. Two one fifties here Man, in it here, here in Central Texas. Yeah, yeah, we're not. First and foremost, we're not supposed to have the caliber of deer that we have. So anyway, I won't. I won't go jogging down that bunny trail. But yeah. if you this this is one thing that I told a, a friend of ours that's been hunting with us for the last three years. He wounded a deer the other day. I told him straight across the board. It happens. If you haven't ever missed a deer, or missed an animal, or a game animal, yeah, 
if you've never wounded one and lost him, you haven't hunted long enough. Yep. It just happens. It. And it hurts. It does it. happen. It's, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. It happens to the best. And, and, uh, but it, but it's part of, it's part of what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. that's true. That's true. And I hate it. It's so frustrating. Well, yeah. I but mean, it happens. It does happen. Jason, if there's a, if there's anything, just give us one, one good thing about long range shooting or hunting tip or, uh, Jason Jeter is my number one guide here, uh, for nighttime thermal vision hog hunts. It's a 100% tactical experience and just, we threw, we threw multiple things out there. Give us your number one <laughs> thing about long range shooting and your profile so people can come follow you. Yeah. All right. You need some more followers. You ain't got enough. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, a tip I can give you about long range shooting or shooting in general is, is, um, if you will try and watch the bullet impact your target through your scope, you will become a better shooter overnight. Agreed. But, uh, yeah, my Instagram is, uh, <laughs> at Jason Peter. You guys check me out. Uh, one, one last, one last thing, you know, when, when we do the thermal hog hunts here, you know, it, like I said, it is a tactical type experience, night vision, goggles, thermal scopes, ARs suppressed. What's your go-to goggles, thermal scope. Okay. Time out. <laughs> Speaking of, I like, I I like well, we had the bow hunter interrupt us. Hang on. I know, I know. <laughs> I know Jeter's got a passion for long range shooting, but I think he's got an equal passion for trying to kill every single hog that's on this ranch. Of that's course. true. That is true. Of that course, would, that would be my that would be my number one animal. And and he 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 hunted all over the world. He does run all the nighttime hog hunts on this place. Hey, when yeah. does that stuff start, Jason? When when do you guys get fired up with that? About mid March, and we go all the way through the end of September, right up until deer season starts. Nice. I'm it's more. I'm more interested. Why are you so mad at them? Well, they just make the pastures. Uh, they just make the pastures not quite as pretty as they should be. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Hey, my my you boy. Know, you know what it looks like on that beautiful Effie Hill. You walk going across there, driving those up to medicine. Yeah. See a big rutted up hole. Yeah. Hey, have, have you ever fallen in any of those those hog roots there, Jeter? While you're out stalking some of those big holes. I fell in a few before. Somebody may have seen it. <laughs> Jeter probably disappeared. <laughs> Dantana just chimed in and said, I've seen it. <laughs> uh, you you have done some cool hunts here, man. My my boy, that's all he told he killed a nice deer here not just a few weeks ago and he talked as much about hunting with you and them hogs as he did his, his nice buck he killed. So I know it's a an awesome experience. Good, I'm you, glad he enjoyed it. Yeah, if you've never got to do it, it is definitely a a, a treat. Yeah, go, go for try sure. it, especially with the right gear. Right, and Jeter's got it. It is. It is. Yep. No doubt. Hey, Jason, thanks for uh, getting in here with us on this podcast. I know the Church 12 boys appreciate it. Absolutely. And uh, we'll see you soon, old son. All right. I appreciate y'all involving me in it, you guys. Have a good night. Good right. luck hunting. You too, buddy. See, see you, buddy. Jeter. Good night. All right. Bye. Bye. One of a kind right there. Yeah, uh-huh. he's a good. he's a good dude. He's a good hunter. And he knows a lot. Knows a lot about ballistics. Yeah, he's got he's got so much knowledge. When you talk to him, if you get him stirred up, you you he'd blow your mind. Well, I'll tell you, we had a, I had another gun here last trip. I was here that had a. How come every time we show up here, a gun needs shot? I don't. I'm not gonna answer that. 
Well, y'all focus on your bow. Well, that's good. No, hey, the boat, the no, bows are no, always no. on when they get it's, here. It's I'll, Heath's weapons. Well, I'll tell you. He focuses on none of that. Let me clarify <laughs> he, for a minute. He, he Ooh, I wish we had a, a, I wish we had a live. Stuff. I wish we had a live feed right now because they see everybody rolling their eyes. <laughs> he focuses on a lot of stuff, and he, he's awesome at well, about everything he wants to do. But this is why this has happened. I was fixing to lead into it just to clarify, Clay. As they throw me under the bus. I see that. <laughs> Every gun I've had to bring here had to be on a previous photo shoot before we got here that's with true. some optic or company, and it's just a photo shoot. So well, you're and not you, worried well, about the Well, and that's it's part the of truth. that's part of what we do in the yeah. industry, you know. Yeah. And especially you guys, y'all well, yeah. got a nationally syndicated show, so yeah. yeah. For and sure, that's yeah. part of it. it. Happens, but it just happens to be every time we end up here, <laughs> we got to read side we of redo it, and we all look stupid. <laughs> well, you, it's well, better I to side it in before you go hunting. Well, well, yeah. I you mean, always do that. Yeah, always. You always do that. So, hey, you know what I think we ought to do? I think we ought to ask Clay and some, you know, just some commanding questions yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I mean, let me come straight from the heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Because, I mean, Jeter's got a, not a, a lot of knowledge about hunting. I got a lot of knowledge about life. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's part of this podcast. It is business, leadership, it, and life. That's right. Yeah. And so that's I right. just met you tonight. Okay. So, for our listeners, I know Clay as much as you do right now. And I just got here and they were like, Clay's got to be on the podcast. And I was like, okay. So this is your moment to shine, baby. Well, I've, <laughs> Give us a little lesson. I've been all around the world. And I've seen a lot of circuses. and I've seen a lot of goats in the, in the farm place. But <laughs> you know where the story's going. No, guys, guys y'all put your put your kids to bed. Yeah. <laughs> this is that moment. This is that moment. You got T minus thirty. Oh yeah, we we uh we just travel. We've always traveled the world, met new people every day, and new business experiences. And we're we're just always about a good time. And if it ain't fun, we ain't doing. If it ain't fun, we ain't doing it. <laughs> That's our mantra. We've uh, got ourselves in a lot of binds, and we've got ourselves in a lot of not a. A lot of good things. So it's figured out. Figure, always figured out a way to get out of it yeah. legally. Is yeah. there any rodeo still happening? Still team roping? Oh yeah, I'm still team roping. Uh, I'm a big part of Jackpot Junkies. Jackpot Junkies is a <laughs> uh, rodeo new uh, Instagram page that's all podcast about, as well. Yeah, really? Oh, really? I, I, I oh. see. I see. This, I this see is, how you just I'm slid going that right in this, there. This is my second uh, podcast in two months. Oh, nice. Hold on, I'm going there right now. What's it called? Uh, Jackpot Junkies. Jackpot Junkies. Jackpot. Oh, my bad. Yeah, it's for people that, that work for a living and, and jackpot on the sides. Uh-huh. And what we do is we work we work hard at our jobs. The Jackpot Junkie? Yeah, the Jackpot Junkie. I'm there, junkie. baby. Yeah. And I don't even rodeo, but I'm, I'm going to act like a, I'm one of them guys be that, you That's know. pretty cool. Yeah, That's it's awesome. awesome. And so, uh, I mean, there's tons of dudes. Oh yeah, I mean, that, that majority. That's what. Um, yeah, I, I mean. Oh yeah, it's we're we're com, we're compared to the same as hunting people. We work hard all week, so mm -hmm. we can go hunting. We work hard all week, so we can go roping. So I, you guys have a podcast that you just that has just started, yeah, or has it been going for a while? It's been going uh, this year. Uh, I just got married in September, and we just did a newlywed edition ah. on uh, Jackpot Junkies. But uh, we go uh, every year. Well, I just got back from Vegas for three weeks. Been out there roping. So y'all spend all winter hunting. Uh -huh. I spend all December in Arizona and Las Vegas 
team roping. At jackpots. At jackpots. That's all you do is jackpot all day long. Really? That's all you do. Yeah. How many is it a jackpot a day or is No, it? it's it's like five. So for for our listeners that probably don't know, I know what you're talking about when you talk about a jackpot, but a lot of our listeners may well, not. Jackpot, so explain what a jackpot is. A jackpot is. is where all of us, well, I'm going to compare it to hunters. All y'all get together and everybody mm-hmm. bets $1,000 who kills the most doe or the biggest buck today. Well, actually, okay. we just give that to Effie Hill Yeah, and go try to shoot one. So what we do is we go and we all bet $1,000 today that I can rope uh, a cattle faster than you can. Right. And so it's just our own money. Mm-hmm. betting against everybody it's just a side jackpot yep. and that's all you do is just just the fastest the long y'all can do it with the longest shot of the day right. don't get targets out there two two miles away and whoever who bets a thousand whoever hits it hits it yeah. and, you, and you guys are it's team roping so you guys are a team team and you can probably match up with a couple different partners exactly. however many times you, you want, want to or as allowed or what have you yeah as loud as it's our deal is whoever's got the most money is probably going to enter the most time. You want to enter with everybody, you can enter with you everybody. You can just enter with everybody. So we just got back. Me and my wife just got back from Vegas for three weeks, and my first big jackpot is this weekend. And so today, while I was feeding cows on the ranch and on John's ranch, she's at home riding the horses. Uh-huh. So we're all getting ready to go. Oh, wow. So it's just uh, y'all like to hunt, we like to rope. That's so awesome. That's that what is we do. awesome, man. And me and John started this jackpotting probably 2098, and we went from Mexico, Los Fresnos, all the way to Montana to Canada. We've been we've been in the in the truck together our whole lives. Just, wow! Just traveling and rodeo on a jackpotting. Wow! Just doing it. That is crazy, ladies and gentlemen. Clinton, my man, Clinton McClintock just joined. <laughs> the scene john john hill had to go pee not real sure how this is gonna work out guys but hey for all those that have seen our show or those few those people the few, know, those few three that have seen that the it, four or five people know that clinton. have seen our show know they, who clinton is. they do know clinton. he's made several clinton has made basically every show i've been a part of pretty much yep um with some giant bucks and We've had some good times in the film with Clinton. Whitey Bob was like famous buck. Yes. That Clinton found and put us on. Well, I'm going to have to probably give credit to Danny for finding him. Well, I don't know who found him, but you was with me when we shot him. Well, Danny? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to give Danny credit for finding him. We did, however, go kill him. But uh, That was I'm, one of the funnest weeks I've had here because of, because of what went down with two bucks, specific bucks. We we were hunting two specific bucks and and knew where they were. We just couldn't, you know, here again be with his bow. Hey, dude, we got close. <laughs> I mean, that's we why got real. We close. did get close like, a couple times. For, yeah. So for those that haven't like 40 seen the yards show, close. so did the Indians. For a couple <laughs> times. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I and, oh my and, and God. I, I'm I'm not total anti-bow. I just. Like ninety five. Don't understand it. Yeah. No, I, and I shouldn't be like that, really. But I am. Uh, well, but that week, for those that don't know, if you haven't seen the show, we rolled in and legitimately around thirty thousand acres here, and we were going after two deer, and pulled them both off within a few days. Yeah, all low yeah. fence, all low, all fence. low fence. And it, it was a pretty special week, and it and it was it was late season, which that's that's really tough. Uh, this year in particular has been really, really tough because of all the water. 
Uh, These deer just don't have anywhere to go. No, and 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 I'm gonna tell you too. You know, with this year, our herds have changed so much. We'll see deer here this week, and then in two weeks, the same deer will be miles from where yeah, they're they not were. staying in the area. No, not at all. Like normal. Luckily, that year with Whitey Bob and and then your big yeah, eleven those or deer, twelve those, or whatever they were, whatever yeah, he was. Nice it, I mean that that they kind of were they at were home, area. you yeah. know, and uh, and that's typically what'll happen with deer later on in the year. It's just like early in the year, they're they're on a pattern, they're living here, they're bedding here, they're feeding here, and you can kind of get get a dial on them. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And we had we had quite a few encounters with Whitey Bob before we actually got him, actually got yeah. him yeah, on the did. ground. Yeah. Matter of fact, we had him in the crosshairs. Mm-hmm. Be, be yeah. hunt. Be the Sorry, body was dude. be the body was Sorry, running the man. camera. Couldn't get him in focus and couldn't <laughs> get him. In. I'm on his on him like laid into him and B's trying to hit record and find either. him and his camera freaking went to sleep. Oh, it did, didn't? He's it? like, oh, don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot. I'm like, what? <laughs> So See, the cameraman cost you the no. cameraman. Well, time out. <laughs> time out. It, it was either focus or record. I don't so, remember no, which one it, it went was to out sleep. Of. It, it went, went to sleep. sleep, which is a setting that in my camera I have turned off. I knew he was gonna blame it on me. Yeah. I knew it was coming. My it was probably my camera. It yeah. was. See, I knew it was coming. <laughs> Just like it was my fault. I didn't get it. <laughs> but you know what? We got him. He hit the dirt anyway. Yeah. He's on the he wall did. back in Arkansas right now. He did. He hit the dirt. Hey, anyway. walk, walk, walk inside. Walk us through. We were going to talk about this earlier. Walk us through because when we talk, start talking about thirty thousand acres, that's not realistic for most people's mind thought process. What is it like for you guys? Because I know you're involved heavily. What's it like trying to manage thirty thousand acres or somewhere in that vicinity? Well, you know, for us here, luckily for us, all of us guys and John and and even Clay too, a bunch, uh, we're on the ranch a bunch, yeah. doing cattle work, right? right. You know, all, all, year. All, all through the spring, all through the summer, all through the fall, uh, we run some cameras, but there's no way we can run enough cameras no way. to see what all is where. Mm-hmm. Even even now, I mean, you know, we're at the end of January, start of February, and we're still seeing new bucks show up that we have not seen all year. Yeah. And we've got bucks that we had pictures of all the way through the summer, you know, hitting the protein hard. We that you found, haven't seen? We have not seen them. Yeah. Who knows? You know, we, we, we don't know. Uh, like, like I said, the water this year really played a big part. Um uh, there's how, a, how many acres does that block off? Because when you say the bottom, a lot of people that are listening. Well, in a little background, the the the, the Effie Hill it, it it lays along the Trinity River, actually, yes, in in Texas, Central Texas here. So, a big portion of the ranch is river bottom ground of the Trinity River. Yeah. About about sixty five hundred acres of what we hunt is is in the river bottom, and it's been underwater or too wet for us to get down there basically all season so does that just mm-hmm. push them up though it, it pushes them up on the hill but it changes the herds it, there's, it, there's no you you can't say okay well this buck's here or right. are, are this herds here or these bucks are there because once they come up will they co-mingle with other herds and and and, and i believe that deer are really herd animals you know i mm-hmm. mean they're going 
the same bucks are going to show up at the same feeders and and all that kind of stuff, and and, and they're going to be in the same area you or have whatever. Different, you have pecking order stuff going on all the time Absolutely. when that's happening. But even between does, between bucks, because like right now it's bachelor groups of bucks, big groups of does, and then you've got different groups of does and different groups of bucks that are all pushed together, and then you've got this massive pecking order deal that really doesn't stop until you get more ground for those deer. Absolutely. To live on. Absolutely. And, and and even this season, with the water situation, there's several numerous young bucks that we know, you know, just because of, of trail camera pictures and then seeing them all year, that have moved, you know, four or five miles from where they were even in December mm. till now. I mean, I mean, there's it, – it, 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 it's, it's, it's tough, but – it's it's intriguing in the same sense because you never you really really never know what's gonna come out you really never Mm -hmm. know what you're gonna see you really really never know if you're in the right spot you're in the wrong spot man i I, we're not seeing nothing then all of a sudden yeah there he is to me there's a lot of similarities because the the average joe hunter that's probably listening to this podcast but it's probably a lot like me we might have 40 acres back home to hunt, mm-hmm. or we might have somewhere we can hunt three or 400 acres or whatever. And so I was just curious because to most people, when you start even talking about 20, 30,000 acres, it's like, oh, that would be heaven on earth. Like they're always there. Not so much. And that's what you're saying is it's not so much. They not, do not, still. Not so much. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a moving target. And, and not only all the that with, with the herd dynamic stuff we were talking about, but that also, that water being up, it also constricts y'all to hunting a lot of the same areas over and over and over that you normally might not have to. And then we get into a situation like we are where we live where it's a lot more pressure. And when yeah. you start adding pressure to deer, they start doing different stuff, you know. Well, we're, we're lucky here that we, we don't have to put a lot of pressure on any of our deer mm-hmm. so much uh, that they stay, you know, Pretty pretty unpressured. Uh, all of us, Justin, Danny, and John, and I, you know, kind of when the hunters come in, we kind of know what they're going after. We kind of got an idea even before they get here where we're going to go and, and kind of, you know, what deer we're going after per yeah. se. Yeah. Uh, you know, but with the dynamics of the water and, and the low fence and, and, and all the other stuff – it you can't control it. anything. You don't control anything, mm-hmm. and, and and with the green stuff coming, and everybody's just trying to survive right now. You know, yeah. it's 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 post rut. The big bucks are trying to just make it through the winter. Uh, it, it, it it's it's tough. Yeah, it's it's real tough. But we still have lots of fun, dude. This place is. <laughs> but this even, is probably. But this needs to be. I mean. Even when you say tough, it's it's still the hill. Yeah. I mean, there ain't no place like it on earth. I'm telling there you, there ain't no place like it. I on was earth. telling them today. I, you, I I was just a mile away over here from where y'all were hunting, and when I was uh, feeding cows over there, I probably seen six hundred deer. Yeah, it's like I mean, it's I was like they're stupid. everywhere. 
That's why we saw it's two deer today. It's a lot of deer. Yeah, they were over there. They were a mile, they were a mile from you. I take crazy. Yeah. But see, I'm not even a hunter, and I had the wind with me. They didn't even know I was there. I mean, I just know where to be every day. I know where to be. Clay's coming in hot. Yeah. Uh, That's why they call him all day. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. I'm glad Clinton got on here. It gives me a chance to brag on, I mean, the whole team. Because uh, yeah. this is your, kind of this year was a little bit of the first time. You know, we always come. Yeah. And a lot of times it's just us when we're here. But we've got to come this year when there's several, like, other groups of hunters that yeah. are in there. It's been good. Clients yeah. of theirs. and There was 22 people in camp, B, if you don't remember. I whose do fault, remember was, whose fault was that? But but what I, I was going to say. I don't remember. Secretary. <clears throat> guy of the year. Hashtag guy of the year. <laughs> Secretary, <laughs> John it, it, for the cheap seats. It, it, it was uh, it was so interesting that we had to hire B to be a guide. B came yeah. down and guided. <laughs> and he uh, did. Y'all were scraping the bottom. B said, "I'm yeah. coming with y'all." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "You're going?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm guy. I got a guide." Like, he did Sweet. a good. He did a good job too. But was, I mean, just getting this. I mean. These dudes, you're talking about passions oh, and, yeah. and, and what this podcast is all about. These dudes are passionate about putting their hunters on the deer that they're looking for, and they will work their butts off Y'all to get do that do done. That. Yeah, there's no doubt. And it's been fun to watch. Yeah, and it starts way before hunting season. Like these guys, oh, yeah. I mean, July, September, me and Clinton has filled up feeders out here in the bottom when it's 116 degrees. and. <laughs> And we're just, while he's putting out corn, I'm just hitting him with off. You know, it's just yeah. mosquitoes are so bad. That's, that's sort of job. You got to have an off guy. You know, the guy's just spraying everybody down. I mean, it, it, it's, it's bad around here. I can that, believe that, it. That's though. funny, but that's a true story. I bet it is. Yeah. Wow. He, he's killing mosquitoes and watching for snakes at the they same lo- time. They love it, though. I know they'll be glad when the end of February is here, but about about June 1st they're be ready, ready, yeah, be ready, ready for deer season again oh yeah John will wake up and it's camouflage and it's like May 31st I'm like what are you doing man he'll be like, shooting turkeys this year though yeah you it'd gonna be- turkey hunt John yeah <laughs> John grab a headset we only got four you are going turkey hunt uh yes I am going turkey hunt this year and the uh the thing about it is, is what I keep hearing all these turkey hunters that's when they have to really kind of combat the ticks. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, you, I got some stuff uh, for you. Well, you already got it. Well, yeah, it's like. It's <laughs> you like, already got it. Y'all, y'all probably y'all probably heard all day Clay stand up and say, I already got it. Yeah, I do. I, I already have it, so I'm not too worried about it anymore. But, uh, yes, I am I am going to turkey hunt this year, and I am. I don't know that I'll, you know, be become one of those uh, championship turkey calling kind of guys or anything like that. But uh, I'm I honestly, I'm really excited about the spring turkey season. Have you ever uh, turkey hunted? Never shot a turkey we in need my to, life. We, are to see if we, yeah, we need to see if we can get John to go to Nebraska with Dude, us. Dude, you need to let us film it because uh, you've hunted all over the world. Don't right? talk to me about let me see if John can go. <laughs> Yeah. No. Well, <laughs> I, his his schedule is usually pretty open. I, I, in case y'all didn't know that, the the we got the the thing that I like to tell y'all. Of course, we've already said it. You think you can uh, get off? Yeah. <laughs> can you get off my he, ranch? He's been off. Yeah. <laughs> like it don't matter what the date is or nothing like that. No. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly. 
you know, I hunt for a living now, whether okay. it pays or not. So, <laughs> what I need uh, to know. yeah, yeah, going. I'll, yeah, I'll be in there solid. You know, like we took, we, you know, I said earlier, our mantra is if it ain't fun, uh, we ain't doing it. My second mantra is, uh, I ain't real busy. <laughs> yeah. John, John is one of the ones that has mastered the surround yourself by good people and oh, they'll yeah. take care of it. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and uh, yes, exactly. And I, I, I'm yeah. gonna brag on everybody here. He's done a good job. Hey, he's done a good job. <laughs> it, it, it'll, it'll be taken care of, no matter how bad it gets. Hey, you know what, guys? We can get it. Hey, you know when y'all are when y'all are out there on Instagram, and there's you know there's people that you don't follow, and those posts pop up. You know, and it, they always talk about keep your circle tight. <laughs> Seriously, I'm going to say I keep my circle tight. Yeah, I yep. do, I do, and uh, the I honestly, really across the board, I can't, I can't say enough about the guides that are here. Uh, Scott McCauley, we we were going to put him, you know, we were finna put a headset on him, but uh, where'd he go? Well, he he's retired for the evening. Okay, yeah, he he's been cooking all day. You know, he's going he's going cooking make ain't easy. Yeah, <laughs> cook, cooking ain't easy. <laughs> I tell Scott this all the time. I said, you know what, Scotty? One of these days, boy, you are going to make somebody a really good wife. <laughs> and he really loves it when I say that. I bet he does. And, uh, no, no offense to all you ladies out there because you know what? Behind every good man's a dang good woman, and she's probably standing out in front of us. For That's sure. true. For sure. For sure. You touched on some good, actually, all kidding aside, I know this ain't been real serious tonight, but you did touch on some good leadership stuff there. And the whole surrounding yourself, I always look at it like I try to surround, intentionally surround myself with people that are either better than me or have the potential to be better than me. For sure. Because at the end of the day, it's what makes you the team successful, you know, is when you surround yourself. And you oh, guys yeah. you guys have done yeah. a phenomenal job here. Um, John, You honestly, you have too. Because you didn't have to – a lot of people that are insecure won't do that. They really won't. They won't surround themselves with people that are better right. than them because they're afraid they'll make them look bad or whatever. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Effie Hill is a prime example of when you do it the right way, you're successful. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Heath. And uh, seriously, man, that's, you know, it, it goes back to uh, the world we live in today, and I won't get off on that rant because I've been known to get on a rant. No, you have. <laughs> John Hill, really? <laughs> but, no, really, man, surround yourself, you know, surround yourself with those people just like you're talking about. I mean, because you don't you don't have to be the best of the best. You only you only become the best of the best. It's not something you've done alone. Absolutely it is not. Absolutely not. It's yeah. not something that you have done by yourself. And uh, these like we we all treat each other as equals. We we poke fun at each other as equals. Um, you know, sometimes Scott he you know he can get a little pissy sometimes because. <laughs> He, he he can dish it out, but he has a hard time taking it a little bit. But very you know, hard time. We we we've, we've about got him sorted through that. And uh, <laughs> but no, that's just a joke with Scott because I was trying to wake him up, you know. But uh, didn't work. But did not work. Yeah, didn't work. So it's not late either. It's like nine thirty. This is like oh yeah yeah an we're early so podcast for us. Really. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Perfect. But yeah, seriously. Uh, thank you for the kind words, Heath. Thank yeah. you, and Brandon. Thank you. For the kind words, uh, you know, uh, us as guides and being in this industry, we definitely appreciate it. Uh, we don't, we, you know, we don't need the, the reinforcement because we all know each other. 
We're oh, all, yeah. First and foremost, we're all friends. Oh, yeah, right? absolutely. And, you know, and that's – but to hear that, it, it doesn't make – it makes it special. And yep. thank you all for saying that because, I, you know, it's not just something on a podcast you guys are saying. And, you know, for the people out there listening that, you know, once they get to – if they get a chance to meet us well, and see the way that we work together mm-hmm. – Man, it's it is it's awesome. I well, mean, it, it is it's something you can't you can't touch if you're not trying to right. steer your you know your program uh, like you guys with the show, uh, you know, starting up the Church Well podcast. Yeah, you you do put yourself in those situations where you want those kind of people, and success will follow you. It will if you don't if you don't kick the doors down looking for success. If you do it the right way. If you do it the right way. If you do it the right way. Yep. And, and I'll go back to the podcast you did with the Bone Collector guys. I mean, spot on. Yeah. Those guys were so solid in everything they said. Um, you know, because you know those guys are of the age, not calling them out on their age, but we're all the same age too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've been doing this outdoor thing for longer long than time. all of us mm-hmm. have been doing it. And some of the most know, successful in the industry. Yeah, and, and doing good. And, I mean, I just, you know, like yesterday when I showed up, and it's it's one of those things. I, You know, I was I was, I was was on the road a little bit yesterday, and I was listening and getting caught up on the, the Tour 12. And, man, I was just like, I was listening to y'all's interview on ATA. And, man, it's those, those guys are spot on. Yeah. I mean, they are. It, it's it's not an ego. It's it's not a. When Michael would tell you the same thing, he has surrounded himself mm-hmm. with people that are good, and no doubt, and and, and no that's doubt. why they're and everybody's got their own lanes and how they're successful exactly. and they're they're no great doubt. in this area. And I only say that because B and I have both experienced it and seen it firsthand from what you guys do here. It's like it's just like my buddy that was wanting to come hunt this weekend, and. And I told him, I said, you can talk to John at SHOT Show, but and he might have room. But there's a good chance he ain't going to have room. Yeah. You know why? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but my point not. was, I t- but he didn't understand. <laughs> but he didn't understand because he didn't understand the hill. And I said, dude, there. I told him finally the other day, I said, dude, there's a demand. And you don't just decide you want to go hunting a couple weeks before and think you're going to get in uh, because there's a demand. And the reason not. for the demand is because of what we're talking about. You surround yourself with exactly. incredible people. And because of that, it's successful. Yeah, and, and you know the thing about me, and y'all y'all know it, y- you know, y'all got the experience, you know, when I was able to, to call in uh, episode 13 <laughs> yeah, or 14 goals. A couple ones back. Goals. Yeah. Goals know, gone over book. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, man. You yes. were so stressed. I was. I was. But you know what? We we made it work. Dude, and, it was uh, an awesome week. And it it was a good time because you like, you know, and I and I didn't I, I don't think on that podcast I went into this, but yes, it was the Strutton Bucks father son hunt. Okay, well we can we can branch that out into a father daughter hunt. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. A mother daughter, mother son. Yep. But like, you know, you guys started that a couple of years ago and what was awesome about being double booked, it was a father son hunt. It was, hunt yeah. it was, that it was I a group booked. of dads so and you, all so the kids. Do you know? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take myself completely off the hot seat here and go. It was meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Clinton smiles real big. <laughs> John Hill. That's, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, as, how, the, as, that's how the rest of us thought as, of it too. As, it was as, meant to be. As, as, as Justin, Danny, Clinton, 
and Jeter, if Jeter was here, <laughs> yeah, because we had to bring Jeter in. Everybody too. was here. Yeah, everybody was here, man. It was all it was all hands on deck. Bobby Merchant, our you know our, our, our taxidermist uh, was guiding. Yeah, our our, uh, our camp taxidermist was here guiding, and, and and he's a good he's a good guy too. I mean, but you know what? We called yeah. in everybody but the dog catcher in town. Yeah, just to that's true. Guide. That's true, and the Canadian mounted cavalry. Yeah, but. We made it work, and that, and that's what we do here at the ranch. I mean, and you know, like I say, we're we're a working ranch, and 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 we're we're here all the time, and we get to see lots of stuff. Danny and Justin probably more than any of us, or Danny, Justin, and John, obviously, more than me. Uh, but we 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 understand where they are and what what's going on, and 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 we can make it work just as long as the logistics work out. <laughs> Uh, oh, there's enough and beds and couches. Yeah, the and beds you, and couches and you don't, came into play that, and you, and you that weekend. And you don't have to. And you don't Hold on. double just to, book. Just to clarify, y'all brought in how many horse trailers with sleepers in them? We brought in a couple of horse trailers, <laughs> and uh, we but, pulled yeah. up and looked like a rodeo was going on. Sure out here. Well, and, and we and we and we hired Brandon Hunt to be a guide too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. hey, but Brandon's been hunting here five years, so he knows where everything <laughs> is too. Yeah. You know, he did. He didn't know. I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm about I'm, to I'm, get all the pasture numbers. This is kind of down this on is, this. Hey, end. this is how bad on it this was. End. This is how bad it was. Is what bad he's well, not bad, but good. Yeah. Justin said, Justin tells me and Gavin, he says, just take my truck and y'all go. <laughs> so, we're, so we're driving down a dirt road, and Gavin goes, Dad, is this normal for the hunter and the son to be driving the guide's truck to the blind? I'm like, No, son, this is not normal, but isn't it awesome? <laughs> well, they either are dumb or got a lot of trust, <laughs> Pro- probably both. Both, yeah, both. yeah, yeah. 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 I just, I just don't want I just don't want B Hunt to be mad at me when I ten ninety nine him here in about two weeks. <laughs> Dang, I'm dead. Dang, yeah, not yet, uh, but he's going to. Yeah, there's going to be a ten ninety nine in there with that check. All the time. <laughs> no, it, it was it was quite the weekend for sure. It was and fun. Thank goodness we only get a. Couple of those a year, but uh, <laughs> anyway, and, and, and it's it not good. even. It's it's not even. You know, well, and I explained to y'all. Uh, you know when uh, y'all uh, tricked me into calling into that podcast because <laughs> I didn't know if I'd have known, I probably wouldn't have called in. But anyway, the uh, the thing about it is, we we want we want to provide a hunting experience, and one reason that. When, when I saw this vision, and, you know, and that sounds like, whoa, John saw a vision. Well, I did see a vision, and I knew we had a special place here. I knew First I, thing he told me, first time I ever met him. Right, right, right. When I was working for Superior you Livestock. You said we got something special. I remember you telling me. I yeah. told him that. He did. I remember it. Yeah. I, I was did. like, I know we get we get people that have places and try and want, you know. Wants to come hunt. Invite us to come hunt. I'm like, there's something different yeah yeah and for not that connection yeah i mean we might you know y'all might not even know us we might not even ain't that crazy we're going matter of fact i'll just throw it out there right now we're gonna i don't know if all y'all know this or not we're gonna do a documentary this year a short film called the hill and it's gonna be oh man that's awesome have i not told you that yeah you did but i'm just trying to act like i hadn't heard about it well nobody else knew about it he really forgot that is what we're gonna do and um 
because that's how special it's been to us. And, and thank I, you. And I thank feel you. like I feel like we're hey, all. Does that mean that we all need to go to the stockyard one night and reenact that when me and John met? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that mm. sounds like an opportunity for uh, if it ain't fun, we ain't doing it. <laughs> exactly. Hold yeah. on. What's a stockyard? I'm gonna have to take Fort my Worth wife stockyard. if we go up there. I'm just gonna wait to Oh, I'll bring Carmen. No, my wife. No, my wife too. That's funny. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, no, we are going to do one though, and and that's it, cool. We're going to talk because when you we've got what five six years mm-hmm. of footage now, and I don't know how many deer have been have been almost said harvested. How many deer have been killed here? <laughs> but it's been good, and every experience I can look back now, and and every single one of them. It's a kid, or it's your father son hunt, or, or it's bee shooting something, or missing something, or or smoking whoa, whoa, whoa. one, or smoking one in whoa. the back of the head. Or, B Hunt smoked a deer in the back of the head with a bow. Not yeah. on purpose. That's the coolest It Not probably is. Purpose. It That's is right. one of the coolest. That's right. If you hadn't, so what what season was that? Do you remember? First season, trip down season one. That was the first on year your bir- on your birthday. Right yes. about right about this same time. I want to throw this out there right now. This is what makes our podcast unique. What I'm about to tell you is stuff like this. So so at the time we were working with a company, um, a broadhead company. I won't throw out names. I about did, but. Actually, I will, because it's actually that. Can I say it, B? Yeah, G5. Okay, <laughs> it was G5. Yeah. And we were still good friends with G5, by the way. We're still. And so, B smokes this deer in the back of the skull with a broadhead. What, I don't even know it was whatever broadhead you shoot, but it didn't matter. It, it was a havoc. It was a havoc. I was about to say yeah. havoc. But he, you could not have center punched it any better in the Between back of the skull. Now, he didn't do it on purpose. No, deer was quartered no, away. No, I think he definitely did. I mean, that's how we shoot out here is precision <laughs> shooting. Precision. Look, yeah, precision I can shooting. shoot a bow pretty decent, <laughs> but I can't do that. A moving target. But you did. But he did. Yeah. Not on purpose, though. I've had numerous people that saw that show come across television. And oh, said, they swear I did it on They're purpose. like, he did not just do that on national television. Well, was, I didn't it. mean to do it. Well, I, was I know you did. Aiming at the freaking shoulder. So before it got to national television, though, because we were trying to be respectful of our, our companies we work with and this and that. Time out. That didn't sound good. Not that I missed that bad that I was aiming at shoulder. <laughs> the deer. Uh, were, we, were we just talking here about? We go. Were we just talking yeah. about egos here? Here, here we go. Brandon Hunt. Hunt. There he goes. I'm gonna call you out, Brandon. No, I'm trying to clarify myself. Hey, I saw the footage. I know how it went down. The deer this ducked and spun deer, and even back his head. That's all I'm the saying. Deer, the deer ducked and spun. He was on. I mean, we watched the footage back, and we were just sitting there in amazement. Because Smoke City. I go, whoa. That just happened. Nose whoa. hit the ground. Nose on the ground. <laughs> bow hunter lingo again. Here so, we go. So, okay. I'm learning, hey, Clinton, I'm learning it. I'm so, learning it. I'll be bow hunting next year probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe just like small game, like rabbits. <laughs> yes. So before it ever made national television, though, out of respect for the people we work with, we called G five, and we were like, "We think this is pretty cool, but we're not. We want to get your thoughts before we air something like this on national yeah, television." Yeah, for sure. And for they, sure. And they basically said, "You know what? We can't repost this." But this is freaking incredible. <laughs> Show it. Yeah. And of course, we, of uh, course, it, it didn't take much twisting our arm. We showed it. We show everything. And we didn't get too much hate. Yeah. Out. Well, it's okay. that is one great thing about the Strutton Buck Show, and 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 we we appreciate it here at Tarantula. Y'all do show everything. We show it all, and some stuff that didn't even happen. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that, That's that, why people listen to the podcast, right? That, there. there was a a cold buck harvested <laughs> yesterday. 
<clears throat> hey, yeah. I, that I saw. Hey, hey, hey. And if, I may have oh, seen yeah. it too. He and brought if, it up, didn't he? He did, he did just bring, bring it up. up. Yeah, yeah. He, hey, hey, I'm Jay, in. Throw Jay me Heath, under. Throw Jay me Heath, under. Jay Heath, you I'm open in. the door. Throw me under the you bus. I'm, I, I'm not throwing you under the bus. I'm in. I just told you whenever you shot, speed kills. <laughs> And uh, that's not the first thing you said when he shot. That is no, <laughs> he is actually telling the truth. I'm that, not going to repeat what he said. No, you can't. <laughs> and, and as and as Clinton as as Clinton said it, I went, oh, <laughs> yeah, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> totally right. Even even my for our listeners that are not going to see this footage. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday we got here what at twelve one two, and by three thirty, a coal buck was needing to be shot. John yeah. said pos. And we need to get him out of the herd. Yep, for sure. And and he was definitely. People went to handing me guns and stuff, and and <laughs> I just squeezed the trigger wrong, <laughs> but right. Oh, you you hit right where you were aiming. <laughs> Ain't no doubt. That's Clinton's deal. I didn't shoot there. Yeah, he that's did. where the crosshair. That's, that's where I mean, that's, I want to be a long range shooter. Where do y'all shoot now, at? Now keep in Center mind, mass. before he, this is twelve years of television experience here coming into play. And his, how old's your boy? He's ten. Oh, speaking of, he, hold on, his boy's ten and just shot one in the head at four eighty, like about ten minutes Which, or an hour before, and then he shoot gut shoots a deer yeah. at two sixty eight. I made a big deal with him about because if I'm not, and maybe I'm wrong, but was that not his first deer on film? Yes, it was. That was his first deer on film. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Because I talked yeah, to was. him about it. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah. You know, I promise you, won't be his last. Nope. Yeah, so we nope. so Dude, we got he knows so, how we, to work so we got oh, a, yeah. we got a short segment that, of the father son hunt that carried into the strutting bucks annual hunt. Sure did. Got so we got a little more father son hunt coming at y'all. Yep. He uh, as long as Carson wasn't cussing too much on film. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hey. not gonna make any promises. Oh wait, that was you. Clint. I don't know Sorry. where he gets it yeah. from. I don't either. <laughs> I didn't mean to. It was awesome. Hey, but when, was probably, when I saw the impact on that deer, I was like, mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> she can't take that. Not good. And we go speed kills, and then we pull down there to where we think the deer's hit, and we don't find any blood. Zero. Nothing. No nothing. Crickets. So we <laughs> kind of spread out, and we Crickets. go to looking, and we're like, nothing. We watch it back. Yeah, B started talking to us, and I shot over him. We watch it back again, what it like? and I and I tell Carson, I said, "Go back up there and back up where we parked, and look right, right there." Move the side by side back is what he did. And uh, he backed up about twenty foot, and he goes, "I got blood." <laughs> that is a true story. Crap. Yeah, you we know, were- I mean, we were we were all kind of ready to go on, you know. And, <laughs> He goes, I got blood. And we're like, okay. Gonna be a uh, long evening's what I was thinking. So we 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 release the hounds. We we look again at the video and and John and Heath and Brandon and all of us and we're like, okay, he went this way. <laughs> so we start trickling around, trickling down through there. No blood, no blood, no blood. And and Carson is ten, and he's got. Good young eyes, and he he he's been around this a lot. And uh, Brandon's in front of me, to my left a little bit, about fifty yards, and he goes, "There he is." And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> I mean, it could have been wasn't a terrible shot because the deer only ran fifty yards, but 
It's a very questionable shot. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to play. Oh, that's so, oh, so. Thanks, pal. Well so, played. Well played. Yeah. Well played. Very so, questionable shot. The way well I played. found the deer is I smelled that's, gut. That's what I was fixing to go into. I was In fixing, case you're wondering where this questionable shot was, I smelled gut before I saw the deer. Well, we knew it was gut. So this leads us into a life lesson here when it comes to hunting. Life lesson, here we go. Jay Heath Graham's laying it down Well, for I'm us. just from speaking from experience. Everybody pay attention. When you shoot a bad deer, or not a bad deer, but you miss shoot, shoot a deer, and you know you gut shot it. Because this is a prime example. We didn't find any blood. No. Like zero. Yeah. Not even a drop. Yeah. And we were fixing to back out. We were. So well, I think if, if all else fails, just sniff real big. <laughs> well, <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> that's it, what I'm it, thinking. In, in all, all seriousness, and we, we get a bunch of hunters through here. Some are better than others. Some are better shots than others. Thank you, Clinton. But no, and I'm not. I'm not throwing you under the bus. I'm just saying. Just kind of picking on him. We're gonna picking. poke though. I, I mean, you, I would you, poke on me. You got to use every thing that you think you can use and try as hard as you can try to to find the deer. Oh yeah. The, the, exactly. He he didn't bleed at all. Yep. None. No doubt. It, it was a no little. Doubt. It was a little high. And a little back. back. <laughs> a little back. But, but with a shot like that, and, and luckily we had it on camera, which we, we try to do here, and uh, you could tell, you know, he, he, he wasn't shot great. Yeah. yeah, well, my thoughts were, because, like, the deer was kind of in the field where we shot him, but where he was headed to, it was trees and stuff. <clears throat> Blood's really hard to see in the grass. So my thoughts were, I'm going to go here and I think I can make a pass or two along the right, the right. edge Absolutely. of the trees where the leaves are. Where I'm, if he if he came across through here, I right. can maybe see blood. And there was a creek back there. And it was far enough away where if it was a gut shot deer, he would have had time to start bleeding more. Yeah, you know. How Absolutely. many times yeah, no do they doubt. run towards a draw or a creek? Always, every time, Always. every time. Always. That's what I was gonna say. They run down. Uh, hey, and, and, every you know, time. You know, we and we discussed talking about maybe on this podcast some white tailed tactics and you know what i can't man we could go we could we could extend this thing for about two hours and but you know what the whitetail like when when a whitetail is shot we we've seen every possible shot we've seen them from the rear end to the neck and everything in between Mm -hmm. and we have seen some some honestly, the way I, I my perception of that is, we have seen so many different shots on deer that if we can see it and we can watch it back on yep. camera, and we can or just you know as us as long shooters, we can watch and we can see it, but don't ever give up on them. Nope, never give up. Don't ever give up on them. Nope. And, and you know what? Yeah, there's times. And like I said, we could go into a whole other podcast about whitetail hunting, and y- you guys as listeners would listen to me and go, John Hill is crazy because hmm. of what he has, what he's saying, what he's seen. But I'm telling you, stay with them. Mm-hmm. If you know they're hit, yep. stay with them. Yep. I, we've had we've had hunters in camp that have shot one. As bad as you think you could possibly shoot one, 
not not gonna die. Well, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I, I try, I'm, I'm trying to be politically correct here. I guess you'd say, but yeah, you and, you think they're not gonna die mm-hmm. and find them a hundred yards from where you shot them. Where at. you shot them? You have seen a deer that you're like high fiving, celebrating. Happened to me two. Happened to me two weeks Go ago. Five hundred slam dunk. Yeah, I mean. I've seen them. I've seen them hit the ground at a hundred yards and get up, and we did not find them. Yep, it, it, it happened to me two weeks ago here on the hill. It, it's it, it's it's an it's an up and down roller coaster. Ride. That video is huge. I mean, over the twelve years that we've been videoing and running cameras, it's taught me so much about what happens when you actually, from the time you pull the trigger. To the time of impact and what that animal can do. Exactly. Absolutely. The exactly. position that that animal can get in. As, as, well, and, and to not into only a, with a gun and with with a not only with a bow but with a gun also. Exactly. And and seeing, you know, you're aiming here and you hold your finger on that spot and then you no go doubt. frame by frame and you see what the animal's reaction is and where the exactly. actual impact exactly. is. Well, it, go, it goes back to what y'all were talking about earlier with the long-range stuff. We love all that. Mm-hmm. Love it. All of us do. We, we'd rather, and I, I speak for all of us, we'd rather shoot them way out there mm-hmm. as long as we know you know right. what deer it is. Yep. And Clinton, but just, but you're not, not to interrupt you real quick, but just real quick, sometimes we say, oh, we're too close. Mm-hmm. Because we're maxing out the shot, but we're making an ethical shot mm-hmm. because we know what we're doing. Sorry, just you know, just to throw that in there. Sorry to interrupt you. But uh, you know, one step at five hundred yards, huge. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Just because of the time the bullet leaves the gun, right? And and and, and gets and makes impact. Ooh, and don't throw wind in there, Clinton. Well, wind wind plays a lot, and and, and you know, but. Like we say, we all know when we have hunters come into camp and they're shooting a pie plant, a pie pan group at a hundred yards. We're like, ah, oh, you better just shoot our gun. Yeah, and it, it may not be their gun; it may be them. But we all know what, what our gun, guns what do. our guns can do. Mm-hmm. So it makes us feel more confident for their hunt, right? If they will shoot. Our guns. Yeah, and your ability to get them what right. they need, what they want, which right. is the deer they want. And, and, the har- and the hardest thing for me to say, but it's an industry standard. A wounded animal is a dead animal. Yep. And, I mean, and that that's the industry standard mm-hmm. across the board that everybody does it. Yep. And, I, and I hate it because you know you know how many – I mean, you've been oh, here. Yeah. You've been here many years. You and Heath been mm-hmm. here. You know, uh, Jeremiah – you know, original strutting bucks. Jeremiah you know. can't shoot, Jeremiah, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, Jeremiah. Actually, Jeremiah's a new diehard listener to Tour 12. Oh, well, thanks for coming in, Jeremiah. He's listening. But Jack seriously, though, <laughs> it's not it, oh, it, It's didn't. not a – Oh, he's going to shoot me later. Don't kill me. It's not a knock, but it's just one of those things. It's like, hey – we understand, you know, and we are. We're, you know, and I hate to say it, but it, but I love saying it. It's like the farmer's insurance commercial. We know some things because we've seen some things. <laughs> Seriously, across the board, we know some things because we've seen some things. Yep. Absolutely, and we, we'll we'll never claim that we're experts. We're getting close, but <laughs> you can take you you can 
but seriously, I have not claimed that. I'm not even close. <laughs> hey, but you, but seriously, you can take you can take the the as many years as we've all grown up hunting, and we've hunted. Oh, did y'all hear that? Yeah. Was that Scott? Hold on, hold That's on. Scott sleep. Will, will my cord reach that far? I don't know. Maybe it mm-hmm. should. If I can get this mic over there, B hunts like quit right now. Hold on. <laughs> okay, for all our listeners right now. It's greatness. Scotty, our cook Macaulay, is, is asleep on the couch at the hunt after he He just cranked up the 200 horsepower okay. steel. <laughs> Hold on. what he did. Let yeah. me see if I can yeah. get it. It ain't going to reach. Hold on. Oh, he's, he sees me coming. <laughs> well, you got a speaker on that's saying everything that you're oh, saying. Turn, I can turn that down. Hold on. <laughs> I don't know where this is my first and time folks, running this. This board. is where the podcast goes south. <laughs> nope. This is this, this is, is fixing to this be good. is where we should it. John this, is where, this is where we should end in ten minutes. Cody, the producer man, he just found your hot button. This is my first time to run this thing. Cody's usually running it. Hold on. Oh Lord. This is why that we have so much fun. Yeah. It's, it's always fun. If it ain't fun, oh, we, got, we ain't doing it. We got him. We got him. <laughs> That's not a baby cat looking for its mama. That's Scott just going on home. He's going on home, boys and girl. Okay. Him's tired. <laughs> that just happened, people. Right here live on the Tour 12 podcast. Yeah. Hey, and seriously, as y'all listen to this, just understand one thing. If it ain't fun, we ain't fun. And that's what this podcast is all about. That's what and that's what it's all about. Having and, fun and, and what you do. And the, and we we will you know well I say we I mean I I you know here at the here at the hill we get a few opportunities to jump on this podcast but you know Brandon and he they're the same way. If it ain't fun, they ain't doing it either. Nope. And you better check out Strutting Bucks. I promise you that it's one of the best shows out there, kids. So. Tune yeah. in. Adults, you don't need to watch it. It's basically what he's just saying. But kids, come on in. Well, I call everybody kids. Oh, I'm still hooked up. Because I'm old. Hey, let's call Jeter back. Are you want to call him again? <laughs> no. Hey, we're only not. like an hour and a half in. Oh, well. I mean, that's not. We're an hour we're and a half good. away from the longest podcast. We got, we we've got ever. tomorrow night, too. There's going to be a big crowd tomorrow night. Oh, we have a big crowd tomorrow night? Yep. We can do another one. Are we about to wind this down? We're Here, down. I'm gonna I'm gonna give my headset to Dan Tanner and let him give you a bit of knowledge. Dan Tanner, go ahead and start the background music. Danny, it's a, I only got a, it's only about a minute. Do I need to hold on? Here he comes in. He is. You yeah. were the original guy. You're gonna scoot up yeah. so we don't feedback though. Yeah, uh, Dan uh, Dan Tanner. Otherwise, uh, Danny Flandry. Y'all go to high school together? Yes, we did. And uh, Danny, Danny's biggest trick before he even opens his mouth. <laughs> I was uh, I was a sophomore in high school when Danny was a senior, and uh, he he played all offensive line. I was tight end, so we played right beside each other a lot. And I mean, I didn't really care too much about what plays we were running because I just wanted to catch the ball. But if it was a running play, I was I was automatically I was going to be pissed. But anyway, so well we were you know we were wishbone offense back in the golden age of football. The old wishbone. Yeah. So basically, all I had to do was like try to hook a tight. I mean, hook a defensive end or block down. So I would ask Danny. I'm like, Danny, I I don't even understand the plays. 
So he, you know, he was my. Did you tell him what to do every play, Danny? <laughs> I hey, did. you know, you know how you know how Waddell was talking about mentors and yeah, yeah. Danny was my mentor, and uh, I ended up really, bless my heart. I, I, <laughs> bless I, I, my I heart. ended up I ended up really good in life. How did that work out for you, Danny? <laughs> how did, well, how did it work out for me? <laughs> I mean, good Lord, I can go into life lessons learned, but I won't, you know, this is, this is not the podcast for that, but <laughs> yeah, Danny, Danny used to talk to me a lot about, you know, keeping your eye on the prize and just, you know, listen, Hey, the goal is to make the playoffs. And I couldn't even, I couldn't even get into, uh, I, I didn't even understand where, you know, who I was supposed to block because the wishbone was a really confusing offense for me back yeah, in the day. He did. He, he messed it up. Yeah, he'd mess it up in a heartbeat. <laughs> I would. Well, I was just, you know, I was just a young gun. Just trying, you know, trying to make a name for myself. Didn't work out too good because I didn't know the place. But anyway, Danny, Danny, talk to us a little bit about how. Uh, Sorry, my bad. But had to get seriously, power cord. Hey, seriously, Danny, talk to us a little bit about this. Me and you. <laughs> I thought you was going to leave it right there. No, no. <laughs> just talk just, to us. No, Everybody no. listen up. Danny's got something else to say. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to kind of lead him into this because when I talked about, you know, earlier back in the podcast, like four hours ago, I said. Hour 39. Well, so I said, Dan, Danny, Danny been helping us here on the ranch for a long time. And we, we grew up together hunting. And, uh, it, you know, it was. It was one of those deals, you know, you, you know, we all got a buddy back home or wherever, you know, that we all hunted with. And uh, Danny and I hunted together. His, his family, they were on a lease a lot, you know, a lot of, uh, I'd say, shoot, 20 plus years. His family still has a lease on some of our property. That wow. we, we don't hunt here on Effie Hill. But, uh. Danny and I got to talking one day. We were out here working cattle, and it was just me and him. And I said, Danny, you know what? We need to start. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah. that, that Scotty's that, hammering now. Yeah. yeah Sawing. That, that's, still, that's still chainsaws fishing to get Sorry. loud. But, no, really, and, and this is, and, and I'll, I'll take this to the end of the podcast, but Danny and I talked about it one day, and Danny's a great hunter, and I'm not just hyping him up just because he's sitting here listening to me. But seriously, Danny and I grew up hunting together and doing a lot of stuff with each other's families in a hunting situation. I mean, if from, from squirrel hunting to, you know, hog hunting, just white-tailed deer hunting this property. And, I mean, anyway, like, we, we got it. One day we were out riding, and I told Danny, I said, you know what, we have got to start a hunting program out here. And you know what Danny said? Because, you know, he's he's a man of very few words. He goes, you're stupid if you don't. Really? And well, I, you I know what? I don't say very much. <laughs> but he it matters when you do, and, don't and, and, and what's good, we got him mic'd up, and y'all, y'all are not going to hear a whole lot from him. <laughs> but uh, seriously, and I mean, you remember that, right? You know, yeah, we, yeah, I know. We we were driving down down through this property here in in the reclaimed coal mine area, and uh, I, I told him I said, man, we got we got something like we talked about when I told you know I told Brandon in Fort Worth when I met him I said, man, we got something special here. Yeah. And I told Danny the same thing, and probably the first time I ever said that was to Danny Flandry. Really. 
And I said, man, we got something special here. And I said, man, we, we need to start guiding hunts out here. I mean, you started, uh, I guess, about six or seven years ago. Yeah, seven years. Seven years. This is our seventh season. Is it? And, and you know what? And that doesn't sound like much to y'all or, or to the people listening. No. Right. But we, you know, we've been managing this property. Way before Since that. I was in sixth grade, and I don't mind telling you who I am <laughs> and dating myself. Yeah. I'm 45 years old. We started the management process on this ranch when I was in sixth grade. Yeah. I didn't, I, t- I took my second deer in sixth grade. I did not harvest, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't kill another deer <laughs> <laughs> until I was a freshman in college. Wow. Wow. That's, that's, that's the kind of management practices that, you know, you got to implement. Yeah. So, you know, and I told Danny that day, and I mean, I said, look, if we're going to start this deal, we got to start getting some pictures out there of killed animals. We got to get them out there. Him and I saw a deer one day. It's about 2011. Yeah. And I tell you what, we didn't have a deer stand. Yeah, y'all all know it. You know, you you <laughs> listeners, you listeners, y'all don't understand. This is good. You don't understand. These where, boys at the Heffy Hill, they are uh, connected to the ground. Hmm. Yeah, we all. I mean, we all real close. We got <laughs> to the ground. We, to the ground. My my family was fortunate enough to pick up the uh, the Trinity River Bottom property. Yeah, which is encompasses about seventy seven hundred acres. That's where we were headed. We're going to the bottom. I mean, we've been hearing about this bottom country all our life. Magical place. We get probably a mile down the road in the pasture called P3. Y'all, you guys mm-hmm. know where P3 is. We see this buck, and we both almost fall out of the ranger. I mean, we didn't know what to do. I was like, whoa, we got to get him. We, we got to have a picture <laughs> with that deer right there. <laughs> Danny goes, all right, I'm on him. You know what? There was no thump there. And I'm going to tell you what, Danny Flandry, he is a shooting son of a gun. Well, he hit a tree that day, didn't he? He hit a tree limb. (laughs) And we went over there. We went over and looked at it. But you know what we did? Just our knowledge of growing up hunting in this country. We put a plan together. Mm-hmm. Two days later, we didn't have a blind. There was no such thing as pop-up tent blinds back then. Back then. You know where I set him? In a, trough. in a cattle mineral trough. <laughs> That's and I awesome. and I go down the, I go down the road back kind of to the uh, kind of to the north and the west of here. And I said, Danny, we're, we you, we're gonna get him today. It was a Monday afternoon. I'll never forget it. Biggest deer I've ever seen on this place. I mean, it, it didn't mean nothing to us. Right. No, because, I yeah. mean, he, he he was just a big horned deer. Yeah. You know, we just it, know. Didn't, it didn't mean no uh, points to us. Right. You we know, didn't, we, didn't, we had no idea. I mean, I can score a deer, but, I mean. You wouldn't just, shoot him to score him. Just looking at him. And I said, we need him on film. We need, we need, I need at least a picture with that deer, and you're the man. You're going to shoot him. Put him in the middle feeder. I'm hunting not too far from here. <laughs> and this is like when you still had to type on your phone like 14 times to get the J or the E out. Mm-hmm. 
like the Nokia's or whatever. And so we're texting each other, and I'm like, you good? And he's like, man, I'm covered in deer. Took him 45 minutes just to send me, I'm covered in deer. Sorry, so come out behind him. <laughs> come, out, come out right behind him. Well, he's sitting in a cattle trough, basically, mineral feeder. We didn't have any mineral feeder camo back then. <laughs> <laughs> so he, but when, let me back up about five minutes before this all happens. He goes, well, I don't have that kind of camo. Like, what should I wear? I said, we're all black. We're all black. You'll be in the shadows. Like how we hunt a pop-up mm-hmm. now, we're all black. Go silent for a while. I hear. I missed you the first time. <laughs> I mean, they heard it in Dallas. And I went, oh, he missed him. Oh, gosh. <laughs> then all of a sudden, I hear. Whop. I went, I went, oh, he got him. He got him. He got him. He got him. I've never known Danny. Danny. Danny doesn't even text fast. I mean, he he cannot text fast now on an Apple phone. With <laughs> with within a matter of thirty seconds, got him. And he had you know. I rolled up on here, and uh, to date, honestly, we and and y'all know we we've killed you guys have killed some great deer, and uh, we took we took a really nice deer last year, the biggest one we ever put our hands on. Mm. To date. Danny's deer, still fifteen is. inches wide, sixty-five points on his head. Well, maybe not. I might. <laughs> no, he's a he's a hundred sixty-eight inch deer, one hundred seventy-two. Thank you for being point. modest. But no, seriously. Uh, yeah, the first time I scored him, he was one sixty-eight, and I went back and rescored him again after he was dry. Yeah, and he did score one seventy-two. Dang mm. it! And I mean. We just knew then. Yeah, knew had then. and 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 I, I hate to get off in these long drawn out stories. I know we need to wrap this up, but that's to be able to take. <laughs> you guys would make totally fun of like total fun of me, the way I took his picture that day. I didn't even. <laughs> yeah, know. I mean, it, it, it was a real big. Oh it yeah, was real. I mean, because seriously, I mean, he was. It was like a big deal. I was shaking, at, while I was taking his picture with this deer. Right then and there, I knew. You knew. I knew. I knew. We yeah. got we got a cool spot here. It was just a fluke. We got a cool it was just spot. a fluke thing, you know. It, and we stumbled across the deer, and we missed him. It, it, it was a day. After, it was a day before Thanksgiving, or it was a day after Thanksgiving. I think it was day right after Thanksgiving. And uh, that's right. We was up here checking cows. And we were getting ready to trap cattle to work cattle. And um, I missed him. Two days later, got him. Not night, Irene. Not night. So, so if so, the hill, the outfitting side has been seven years now. Yes, we're in our seventh. Well, we've season. been here five. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know the answer to this, but was SB one of the first shows you had come in? Yes. Yes. Really? Yes, sir. For sure. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. We're still around, B. Yeah. Thank you all for believing in the program. <laughs> We we just we just thank y'all for letting us. We actually didn't even care about your beer. We just like having a good time. That's right. And I and I got a running tab that I'm going to send you probably. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm sure it's coming. It's gonna it's gonna have a it's gonna have a W nine and a ten ninety nine in there with it. So, 
Oh. <laughs> We're going to have to get him on some turkey hunts. Uh, all kidding aside, you need to yeah. come on a turkey hunt. No, I'm ready. I'm ready. No, no I mean like your first one. Oh, seriously. I, I mean, I'd, I got I'd, a place. I'd, love, I'd love to take my first turkey we got a for place. sure with you guys. Well, we got a place that beats slung some arrows with some birds. Mm-hmm. And it's been great entertainment. <laughs> well, we got to bring up. Hey, 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 if you don't mind, y- y'all, 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 are, y'all already know that I don't shoot a bow. So I'm not going to bring a bow because I don't own one. You can't I'm, bring a 300 out to turkey hunt. No, like, no, I've got a, I've got a good, I've got a good shotgun that okay. I'm pretty deadly with okay. as long as they're standing absolutely still. <laughs> so here's what I'm thinking because tomorrow morning. Yeah. Who are you going with tomorrow morning? I don't even know yet. Me and Danny. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Who am I going with tomorrow? Are you going with John? Yeah. <laughs> so he, yeah, John's going to film little, you? Little OG. Yeah. This little, is going to be like episode. OG yeah, you, competition. Yeah, but you're going with the bow, ain't you? No. No, here's the deal. This is oh, going to be like Strut and Buck season one. This is what the quality footage is going to be like. I'm assuming. I don't oh, know. No, no actually. We're find out. Me filming? No, John's new camera is legit. Hold on, for our listeners. You don't. You don't have to worry about me missing the kill do shot. Do you know the Do you know the model number of that camera you're running? Because Def- definitely not. Oh, okay. Because I was going to throw it out there because a lot of listeners ask what we run. And okay, and uh, I, don't, I don't usually say what we run. I know. I know it. I know it is the. Uh, it is the. Well, here it is, right here. It yeah, just pulled up. Here we go. So here, this is a for the listeners that are just. This is. It's, um, a, it's a Sony, FDR AX fifty three. And I've never even heard of this until I got down here. But once I watched the footage on it, it is a Sony 4K. Say it again, B. FDR AX53. This thing's got like a floating Ronin inside it is what it looks like. Yep, it does. Which is like a stabilization system because the lens will float around in this little camera and does a phenomenal job. It is awesome. And it, and it will also film in infrared. So what's this little camera retail for? Do you remember? Uh, I think it's a little over two thousand, which is for entry level that will shoot some television quality. Yeah, definitely, it's pretty dang definitely phenomenal. television quality. And it, my deal is, is is the stabilization side of it. I can't tell you what that is right there, but yeah, well, actually, I could. It it's got some incredible optics in it. <laughs> All kidding aside, though, because uh, we I, mean, I, I can tell you if it's okay for, for you can John actually, Hill to go say. ahead, John Hill. Yeah, it's a, it's Zeiss optics, <laughs> and uh, and and you know Heath and Brandon, I understand they can't talk about that. We're authentic but, here. Yeah, we're hey. no seriously. It it is a, it is uh, good though. It has a Zeiss lens in it, and uh, for you know most of you guys out there that run the Sony Handycams, Zeiss has been with those guys for yeah, a long time. They have, and uh, they they. Uh, it does a phenomenal job. Just I've got an external mic on it, and you know what? Honestly, I have filmed some hunts. I've done some stuff of my own. You can set it up. You can film yourself with it, and uh, you don't have to be uh, totally mic'd up if you have the external mic that goes with it. But, yeah, it does. It does do good, and relatively speaking, you can spend a ton of money on cameras, but if you want to film your own hunts, it's a great camera. Clinton said yep. it works really good when you take it with you. Yeah, I usually don't take it with me because uh, <laughs> most, most, most most of the guys that I go hunting with don't shoot suppressed, and so it's hard enough for me to stay in my binos and keep my whichever ear my hunter's on, one finger in my ear, because I not only forget to take my camera, I also forget to take my earmuffs, and uh, 
I can't even hear what anybody's saying right now for the most part. I just I'm reading lips the whole time. So <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole other discussion and a whole other podcast we should probably do about cameras at some yeah, point. Yeah, we'll do that. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially but, yeah, you know, showing case, you know, well, show, showcasing you you know what you guys use. Well, y'all we, y'all, yeah. y'all have some really really good equipment. Well, we do, but and it, and it shows in the episodes that y'all put out. But we didn't start sure. like that. And that's what the majority of listeners that we have. We have quite a few industry people that, that check into the podcast, but there are a lot of people that would just like to get into it, kind of like the long range deal. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. You know, and there, sure. this is that's why I wanted to mention it because it is an incredible entry level deal that you can just capture the memories with. For sure. And I, I say this all the time. For sure. Because our like me, our kids, mine and Brandon's kids, actually that's improper English, and Brandon and I's kids. They've never even known there wasn't a strutting buck. Like, our whole life, all they've ever known is we take cameras to hunt, and that's what we do. And there was a day we started off with some entry-level cameras, mm-hmm. and they weren't bad. But what I was going to say was is the memories you capture, and y'all do it here at the Hill as well, yeah, even outside sure. of television. Man, you can go back. If you're having a down day or whatever, just flip back and be like, dang, you remember that day? Yeah. You know? Was, and you know, it's good memories. It is. For sure. It's great memories. For sure. If you have the time to film it, you know, take take a camera with you because those those memories last forever and, and you should capture them for sure. I agree. Well, anybody got anything else they want to add to this? Because I'm fixing to hit the – I don't know how to run this board, but I'm about to hit this. Um, we got – no, no, wait. <laughs> That's the gong button. Oh, Sorry. John. Sorry. I That's thought that I thought that was that I thought that was a gong that we need to go to. Clinton, have we missed anything? We've been going an hour and fifty five. Anything we need to throw in here? Clay? Clay, would you got anything you need to say? John kicked you right off your headset, didn't he? I'm sorry. We were just talking about some stuff that <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't really know about. Hey, well, we're gonna wrap it up. We need to wrap it up. It yep. has it has been a good time. Season two of Tour Twelve at FE here. Tour Twelve and it won't be the last. If Tour it 12. ain't fun, we ain't doing it. We are not gonna do hey, it. It has been good. We appreciate you guys coming on with yes, us. Yes, sir. Thank y'all so much, and thank you guys for being here. Well, thank you. We for ain't, us. we ain't through yet. No, we're just getting started. I got to redeem this gut shot. Uh, we'll get on the range tomorrow. all right y'all peace out god bless hey guys i hope you enjoyed that conversation listen if you're enjoying what you're hearing here on the podcast do us a favor a huge favor go online go to itunes jump on your podcast app and give us a review this is why it's important all throughout the year this year we're going to be giving away products hats t-shirts things from our sponsors and the only way you can be registered to win those products is by going in and giving us a review we'll be giving those out on a monthly basis and we want you to be involved in what's going on with free stuff we know everybody likes free stuff i'll be honest we enjoy free stuff and we want to share part of that with our listeners listen guys we can't tell you how much we appreciate you listening to the content we're putting out you're not only a part of the tour you're a part of the family and we're building a tribe that's willing to go where only few dream about living our passion i am jay heath graham and i thank you for being a part of the tour 12 podcast